This podcast is made possible by thousands of dedicated listeners just like you. Be a part of this powerful three-decade legacy of evangelization by visiting materdayradio.com or downloading the Hail Mary media app. And thank you for joining us on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. In the book of Hebrews, chapter 4, verse 12, it says, Indeed, the word of God is living and effective, sharper than any two-edged sword, penetrating even between soul and spirit, joints and marrow, and able to discern reflections and thoughts of the heart. Yes, the Word of God is living and effective today in my life and in yours. And that's the very reason why I'm offering this weekly podcast where I reflect upon the liturgical scripture readings for the Sunday Mass. So now please join me on Faith Moments with Dina Marie as we break open the Word of God together, inviting His Word to change our lives forever. Greetings and welcome to Faith Moments, a weekly podcast to proclaim and to ponder our Sunday Mass readings. We are entering into the sixth Sunday in this Easter season for May 22nd. And before we enter into the readings today, I want to share with you this prayer. Probably many of you are familiar with this prayer. It's called the Anima Christi prayer. And I thought it would be a beautiful way for us to open up our broadcast today and to remember uh, how much we desire God in our lives, Christ in our lives, that we want to be with the Lord each and every moment of our lives. So please join me in praying the Anima Christi prayer in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Soul of Christ, sanctify me. Body of Christ, save me. Blood of Christ, inebriate me. Water from the side of Christ, wash me. Passion of Christ, strengthen me. O good Jesus, hear me. Within your wounds, hide me. Permit me not to be separated from you. From the wicked foe, defend me. At the hour of my death, Call me and bid me come to you, that with your saints I may praise you forever and ever. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Anima Christi prayer. Beautiful prayer to pray, especially during uh, the reception of the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass. Okay, it is Sunday, uh, the sixth Sunday of Easter, and it's always good to read ahead. I, I hope that you take that opportunity the days before the upcoming Sunday to really reflect on the Sunday readings. A lot of times the daily mass readings will certainly correspond and kind of lead up into our Sunday readings. And for the Easter season, as I pointed out many times, we're hearing from the Acts of the Apostles. And really in the last few weeks, we've been hearing also from the book of Revelation. And that will continue today. So again, the sixth Sunday of Easter, we read from the Acts of the Apostles, chapter 15. Some who had come down from Judea were instructing the brothers, unless you are circumcised, according to the Mosaic practice, you cannot be saved. Because there arose no little dissension and debate by Paul and Barnabas with them, it was decided that Paul, Barnabas, and some of the elders should go up to Jerusalem to the apostles and elders about this question. 
The apostles and elders, in agreement with the whole church, decided to choose representatives and to send them to Antioch with Paul and Barnabas. The ones chosen were Judas, who was called Barsabbas, and Silas, leaders among the brothers. This is the letter delivered by them. The apostles and the elders, your brothers, to the brothers in Antioch, Syria, and Cilicia of Gentile origin, greetings. Since we have heard that some of our number who went out without any mandate from us have upset you with their teachings and disturbed your peace of mind, we have one accord decided to choose representatives and to send them to you along with our beloved Barnabas and Paul, who have dedicated their lives to the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. So we are sending Judas and Silas, who will also convey this same message by word of mouth. It is the decision of the Holy Spirit and of us not to place on you any burden beyond these necessities, namely to abstain from meat sacrificed to idols, from blood, from meat of strangled animals, and from unlawful marriage. If you keep free of these, you will be doing what is right. Farewell. The word of the Lord. Our psalm today comes from Psalm 67. O God, let all the nations praise you. May God have pity on us and bless us. May he let his face shine upon us. So may your way be known upon the earth among all nations, your salvation. O God, let all the nations praise you. May the nations be glad and exalt because you rule the peoples in equity, the nations on the earth you guide. O God, let all the nations praise you. May the peoples praise you, O God. May all the peoples praise you. May God bless us and may all the ends of the earth Fear him, O God, let all the nations praise you. Our second reading comes from the book of Revelation, chapter 21. The angel took me in spirit to a great high mountain and showed me the holy city Jerusalem coming down out of heaven from God. It gleamed with the splendor of God. Its radiance was like that of a precious stone, like jasper, clear as crystal. It had a massive high wall with 12 gates where 12 angels were stationed and on which names were inscribed, the names of the 12 tribes of the Israelites. There were three gates facing east, three north, three south, and three west. The wall on the city had 12 courses of stones as its foundations, on which were inscribed the 12 names of the 12 apostles of the Lamb. I saw no temple in the city, for its temple is the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb. The city had no need of sun or moon to shine on it, for the glory of God gave its light, and its lamp was the Lamb." The word of the Lord. Our gospel reading today for the sixth Sunday in Easter comes from the gospel of John chapter 14. Jesus said to his disciples, whoever loves me will keep my word 
and my father will love him and we will come to him and make our dwelling with him. Whoever does not love me does not keep my words. Yet the word you hear is not mine, but that of the father who sent me. I have told you this while I am with you, the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the father will send in my name will teach you everything and remind you of all that I told you. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives, do I give it to you. Do not let your hearts be troubled or afraid. You heard me tell you, I'm going away and I will come back to you. If you loved me, you would rejoice that I am going to the Father, for the Father is greater than I. And now, I have told you this before it happens, so that when it happens, you may believe. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Continuing in our Easter season, it's just really, it's exciting to me to hear the accounts of the early Christians and the struggles that they had, the difficulties in the teachings and bringing the people together from the Gentiles and the Jews. But again, we hear this beautiful story of Paul and Barnabas and, and the brothers coming together to continue to listen to the, the hearts of the people and to make sure to, to put them in the right direction. And the direction is Jesus Christ, not to put all of these rules and regulations on every, every little thing that happens in their lives. But if you follow these things, we don't want to burden you because it's through our faith in Jesus Christ, in trusting in the hope of his resurrection that we will receive eternal life. And so I love this final message. If you keep free of these, just these few, these few things for them to follow in their lives, you will be doing what is right. And that's an invitation for me, for you, I hope, is to be looking at our own lives. You know, how am I following well, the Ten Commandments, we have ten fingers, so we can, you know, think about and meditate upon, which is a beautiful part of how we meditate and maybe prepare for making a good confession is really looking deeply at those Ten Commandments. And it's between our relationship with us and God and our relationship with one another. You know, how is that relationship with myself and God? How is that relationship with myself and others? my family, my friends, a stranger, somebody all the way across the globe. But what is my relationship and what does my heart say about those relationships? And so I draw strength from the, the giants that went before us, the men and women who recognized the truth in the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And here's this beautiful message in the Psalm. You know, Jesus says in the Gospels that we would all be one. And it, it's echoed here in a special way. Oh, God, let all the nations, all the nations from all these different backgrounds, all the nations from the north, south, east, west, praise you. Let all the nations praise you. 
because you rule the peoples in equity, the nations on the earth you guide. And yet we know that there are those who will stray away, who will fall away, who will walk or run away from the guidance of our God. But let that not be us. Let each and every one of us be the ones who will walk towards the Lord, towards the light of Christ, and to encourage, to be an encourager. Paul and Barnabas were certainly encouragers, and those early apostles were encouraging others to receive the gift of baptism, to receive the gift of faith, and to live that faith. And here in Revelation, this final sentence that we hear in this particular scripture from Revelation 21, I love it because we hear and we keep hearing uh, throughout these readings in Easter about the lamb. We do hear it quite a bit in the book of Revelation. I saw no temple in the city for the, its temple is the Lord God Almighty and the lamb. Just think of this at this next sentence. The city had no need of sun or moon to shine on it. And and we know in our own day, and in fact, we've been having sunbursts and then we've had these downpours where the clouds come in and it gets dark and then the sun bursts forth and you see blue sky and and you rely upon the light of the sun to bring us that energy, that hopefulness, that cheerfulness. And when we have those dark, gray, dreary clouds of the Pacific Northwest, we may lose our energy. But, but in this new place, there is no need of sun or moon for the glory of the God, the glory of God gives light. And the lamp, I'm surrounded by a lamp. I've got a lamp here. But the lamp is the glory of God. And and just think about the brightest light, you know, the brightest sun. In in some situations I've been maybe introducing or speaking and you hear that you see these big spotlights and you're just starstruck almost by the bright light the brightest light you could even think of. And God's glory is so much brighter than that light. The lamp, the light is the lamb, the lamb of God who is slain for redemption to lead us to our salvation. Beautiful. The gospel acclamation before we read the gospel says this from John Whoever loves me will keep my word, says the Lord, and my father will love him and we will come to him. Alleluia. And one of the things I just want to touch upon in this gospel of John, again, these are the final words of Jesus before he goes on his walk to Calvary. And he makes those final steps towards his passion, his death and ultimately his resurrection, his ascension. And what he's getting at here is I'm going to send you the paraclete, you know, and, and maybe some of you have been in a situation where you're with someone who is dying, a loved one. Maybe you're in a ministry 
or you're called to be a hospice nurse, or you go and visit the sick and suffering and you bring them Holy Communion. What a, what an anointed meeting of, of one who is just getting ready to go to the next step on the passage to eternal life. And that Jesus knows he's on that path and he's giving those apostles that final message, that farewell address. And maybe some of you have heard those final words. In the time of this recording, uh, I've attended two funerals in just a few days, one just today and one uh, less than a week ago. And with the friend of mine who passed away at the age of 96, I spoke with one of his sons and he said, you know, my father was in such a pain at that moment that it was hard for him to pray. He couldn't pray as he loved to pray. And this was a man of deep Catholic prayer, but he did say these three words, Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, you know, those were the words on his tongue as he was taking his last breath. That's love. That's, that's such devotion to our faith. And so Jesus is giving a message and is hopeful that these apostles will listen beyond this moment and remember this moment, because that moment should be an impression in their minds. And maybe there's moments in your life, moment of the birth of a child, moment of the death of a loved one the moment of, of, of being with somebody in the hospital or, or at their bedside who is sick and suffering. And these moments can be ingrained in our, in our minds of these moments, these tender moments of God encountering us in our suffering, in our difficulties. In a talk I just heard from a beautiful Catholic priest from Poland who came to our local area to to offer some talks on retreat, he was focusing on his message was on the angels. And he's an expert on St. Michael, the angel, the archangel. And he mentioned, you know, because angels do not have bodies, that there's two things that if they could be envious, they would be envious of us. And one would be that they see us receiving the Holy Eucharist, that we have that privilege to receive Jesus in our bodies. They don't have bodies to receive Jesus in the Holy Eucharist. They would, they would envy us for that. And the second thing is angels can't suffer for, for us. We, we talk about offering it up, but there's so much more to suffering. And they really see that salvific value in suffering, in our little sufferings and our big sufferings that the angels recognize. This is how we are moving on that progressive passage to heaven in our sufferings. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you, not as the world gives do I give it to you. Do not let your hearts be troubled or afraid. And then Jesus says, he says, and now I've told you this before it happens so that when it happens, you may believe he's giving this message of hopefulness. I have told you this while I am with you, the advocate, the Holy spirit, 
And, and the celebration of Pentecost, the coming of the Holy Spirit, is, is really how we conclude the 50 days of Easter. Jesus says, I have told you this while I am with you, the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you everything and remind you of all that I've told you. So this to me says, call upon the Holy Spirit, not just once, not just in our confirmation, not just at our baptism, but call upon the Holy Spirit every day. Holy Spirit, help guide me today that I can hear the word of God, that I can follow the message of Jesus, that I will do what the Lord wants me to do, what his desire is for me. Come Holy Spirit, help me to have the peace, the peace of mind, the peace of heart to endure the sufferings that I endure, to endure these difficulties that may be in my life, but to endure them with love and to live them out with love with charity, and to give them to the Holy Father, to allow our Blessed Mother, to allow our guardian angel to intercede for us, to guide us, and to rely on the gifts of the Holy Spirit, the fruits of the Spirit to work in us. Peace, not a peace in accomplishing a particular job, a requirement, or a certificate, or even graduation, or, or anything that we can accomplish or achieve, or put a badge on and say, good job. No, the peace that will ultimately give us true peace and light comes from God himself. The world cannot give us that peace. It promises it to us. It promises it to us in so many ways. And it is a total distraction from our path, our progression to eternal life. Resist the temptation to follow those lures of the world and focus on the passion, death, and resurrection, the assumption of our Blessed Mother, the ascension of our Lord, the descent of the Holy Spirit, and the gifts of the Holy Spirit to guide us where the Father wills us to be. Because in heaven, it is all God's will. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. I want to close with this prayer. It's a little bit long. It's a litany. But we have in our Archdiocese of Portland and Seattle, we have some diaconate ordinations coming up. And we have men who will be preparing for the ordination of the priesthood in June and I just want to pray for vocations. This is a litany for vocations. I also have this on my uh, Pray With Me podcast. And I just am inspired to encourage more and more people to pray for vocations. So this is called, again, a litany for vocations. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Christ, hear us. Christ, graciously hear us. God, the Father of heaven, have mercy on us. God, the Son, Redeemer of the world, have mercy on us. God, the Holy Spirit, have mercy on us. Holy Trinity, one God, have mercy on us. Holy Mother, pray for us. Holy Mother of God, pray for us. Holy Virgin of virgins, pray for us. 
St. Michael, leader of the heavenly host, pray for us. St. Gabriel, messenger of God's divine plan, pray for us. St. Raphael, companion of the journey, pray for us. All you holy angels and archangels, pray for us. St. Joseph, protector of the Holy Church, pray for us. St. James, patron of the Archdiocese of Seattle, pray for us. St. Thomas Aquinas, patron of our parish, pray for us. St. John Vianney, patron of all priests, pray for us. St. Aloysius Gonzaga, patron of youth, pray for us. St. Alphonsus Liguri, patron of vocations, pray for us. St. Charles Borromeo, patron of seminarians, pray for us. St. John Berkman's, patron of altar servers, pray for us. St. Maria Goretti, patron of teenagers, pray for us. All you holy men and women, pray for us. Be merciful, spare us, O Lord. Be merciful, graciously hear us, O Lord. Through your mercy, send workers into your harvest, O Lord. Through your kindness, send workers into your harvest, O Lord. Through the fervent prayers and sacrifices of your people, send workers into your harvest, O Lord. Through the power of the holy sacrifice of the Mass, send workers into your harvest, O Lord. Through the intercession of all the saints and angels, send workers into your harvest, O Lord. Through the sanctification of the family, send workers into your harvest, O Lord. Through parents being generously open to life, send workers into your harvest, O Lord. Through the example of priests and religious striving for holiness, send workers into your harvest, O Lord. Through a renewed sense of fidelity to our Catholic faith, send workers into your harvest, O Lord. That young people might seek to live the truth of Christ, O Lord of the harvest, graciously hear us. That young people might seek God's will for them in their lives, O Lord of the harvest, graciously hear us. That young people might hear the call to give their lives for the mission of the church, O Lord of the harvest, graciously hear us. That all priests and religious might be renewed in the spirit of the new evangelization. O Lord, Lord of the harvest, graciously hear us. That bishops might be strengthened to be courageous shepherds. O Lord of the harvest, graciously hear us. That we may always zealously pray for and promote vocations. O Lord of the harvest, graciously hear us. That those who are being called to be priests and religious might respond generously. O Lord of the harvest, graciously hear us. Lamb of God, who takes away the sins of the world, spare us, O Lord. Lamb of God, who takes away the sins of the world, graciously hear us, O Lord. Lamb of God, who takes away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. The harvest is great, but the laborers are few. We beg you, Lord, send out laborers for your harvest. Let us pray. O God, who chose who chose the apostles to make disciples of all nations and who by baptism and confirmation has called us to build up your holy church. 
we earnestly implore you to choose among us, your children, many priests and religious who will love you with their whole heart and will gladly spend their entire lives making you known and loved by all through Christ our Lord. Amen. A litany for vocations in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. God bless you and may, may you have a very peaceful week. You have been listening to Faith Moments with Dina Marie, reflections upon the liturgical scripture readings for the Sunday Mass. New podcast episodes are released weekly through the generous support of Mater Dei Radio. To learn more about Faith Moments with Dina Marie, visit me online at dinamarie.org. That's dinamarie.org. May you have a blessed week. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider sharing it with a friend. You can support this vital mission of evangelization through materdayradio.com or the Hail Mary media app. And thank you for helping us lead souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.